Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie's here. We are both struggling recording late because that's the way the world works. So I got a trivia for you first. This one's very tricky. I'm going to tell you up front. The most number of retirements in a Formula One race is... What number? What race? Triple points if you can get the year. Um, that's a good question. I feel like I think there was a race where like only three cars finished or something like that, but I don't remember what race it was. Hold, I gotta think on this for a second. No, but I don't no, this isn't how many finished. This is how no, many retired. Yeah, yeah. Um. It can't. I don't think it's Monaco of '96. It's got to be. Oh, wait a second. Most number of retirements. Yes. Uh, I I feel like I saw I saw this recently or I heard this recently. Is it South Africa '93? No, it is. It is not. Oh. Okay. It is Indianapolis 1951 when the Indy 500 was technically part of the F1 calendar and the record is 25. Okay. So well, I'm going to keep getting stumped and this is going to get boring. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting too easy now. But, I mean, if somebody else other than Cody could sub- submit questions, well, I got a couple others, but they weren't nearly as tricky as Cody's. But anyway, we will move on from that. We'll discuss Monaco for a few minutes. This is going to be a really short episode because we're recording late and it's already midday Friday. So Monaco again showed us that qualifying in F1 has garbage rules that when you crash, you can still keep your starting position. (laughs) And I know people, I saw plenty of them. Well, the rules don't need to be like IndyCar. I'm not saying it has to be exactly the same, but there should be a penalty for the fact that you cause an accident in qualifying, regardless if it's Monaco or a track with a little bit more room to breathe. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the rule in IndyCar where you lose your like fastest lap time or something. You know right. what I mean? Like, It's not like you lose everything and you have to go to the back, but you should lose like your, your fastest lap time or what is it in IndyCar? It's two fastest laps or something? It depends on if it's a local yellow or a, a red flag. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like that rule because, yeah, I think you should be penalized for that because, I mean, then you, you basically get to work on your car, like get a, all new parts and everything rebuild. I know you're you're obviously putting yourself at a disadvantage by crashing, but yeah. I don't know. I think just the disadvantage of having to rebuild the car itself is not enough of a punishment for kind of ruining a session. I mean, if you red flag a session, somebody could be on a lap that was going to be faster than yours and, you know, they don't get to put that time up on the board. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating. It's just a, not a good rule and anyway, there's only a few <laughs> really a few things to talk about from the race. First, race control. What did you think about the well, we're not going to start on time because it's sprinkling. Okay, now we're going to start. Oh, wait, hold on. It's downpouring, and now there's puddling everywhere, and now we can't start, and then we finally started. Um, I mean, watching that in the IMS Media Center was really frustrating because, obviously, we wanted to go down and start uh, kind of seeing all the pre-race activities going on. Yeah. And we were just trying to get the race started so we could see the start of it. But I did not like the indecisiveness. I think if you had just started the race and run, then you wouldn't have had that issue with the puddling. And I I mean, to have a wet race with the way it was, I mean, maybe you would have had to red flag it anyway when the rain got really heavy. But you would have gotten a few laps in at first and actually gotten the race started. So I'm not sure why they just kept stalling and changing their mind because I think you just have to make a decision and go with it. I think also communication needs to be much better. It felt like broadcast had no idea what was going on. I switched over <laughs> on F1 TV to a couple of the uh, in-car radios and they were like, we don't know what's going on. Why aren't we starting? So there's just, there was zero communication and I get, you know, you're, things are, are are changing pretty quickly there with the weather but man i just i just feel like that's just not a good look but yeah it's just i hate talking about monaco because nothing happened like other than that the only other thing that happened that i can think of and correct me if i'm wrong ferrari bungled the strategy shocking we're, we're at the point in the year where ferrari's pulling a ferrari already so are, are they is it too early to say they've I don't want to say cost themselves the championship necessarily, but later in the year, this is the time when, when you get those points. So if you, if something happens late in the year, you have to take a grid penalty, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we saw Max and Lewis both take grid penalties at various points towards the end of last season. If you're already hamstringing yourself now, it's only going to come back to bite you even more later. I think it's already hurting Ferrari. Yeah, they they tended to have a good uh, track record of throwing championships away. I mean, they, for in the beginning at least, clearly had the fastest car. I still think it's probably the fastest car. But, I don't know, Red Bull just seems to be able to get it together when they have to, whereas Ferrari, like you said, drops the ball pretty frequently. I don't know why that is, if it's because it's, I mean, it's Ferrari. They should know probably better than anyone how to win a championship based on how many they've won in the past and just their history in F1. But 
uh, it, it doesn't ever seem to work that way. They're one of those teams that's just kind of always frustrating because everybody kind of cheers for Ferrari because that's they're just a legend. But yeah, then, then they tend to. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe they're cursed. Is it a Schumacher curse or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, the curse of Michael Schumacher and his Ferrari legacy. I'm also going to say it's time for somebody else to call strategy other than Mattia Bonotto because clearly he sucks. <laughs> He's Leclerc didn't crash, though. I got to say. Didn't crash. Like, I mean, that yeah, was sure, that's, that's great. But now they're 50 points behind Verstappen and Red Bull. So it, it's not that great. I'm not that impressed that he didn't crash because they still screwed up the strategy. Hey, but Alex Albon is the one to blame for uh, Leclerc not being able to get to the front because he ignored all those blue flags, right? I mean, yeah, listen, that was that was not good. You you should, no matter whether you're playing a video game or playing in real life, <laughs> not ignore blue flag rules because it's annoying. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even if you're already in last, like and yeah, you can't drop matter. any further. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't care who you are, or how famous you are, if your hair is red or not. <laughs> you should not ignore blue flag rules. But catching my breath here. I think the only other thing and and I enjoyed the social media debate on this is Fernando Alonso holding up half the field. Now it's it's Monaco. There's no room to pass. These cars are giant boats. Are we blaming Fred for holding everybody up? Are we blaming Monaco for holding everybody up? Are we blaming F1 for giant cars? Where does the line fall? Where does the line fall on this one? It's his job to hold everyone up and maintain position. Right. He didn't do any blocking. I mean, I blame the track and the cars. The fact that he can get away with it is the problem because I mean, there's the cars literally can't go too wide basically anywhere except coming out of the tunnel. Or maybe yep you know, on the uh, pit straight, but that that's it. So how are you going to make a pass? Yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, I blame F1 and the cars. You know, Monaco is Monaco. It is what it is. A very tiny circuit that looked good for the cars in 1960. And as the cars have gotten bigger, the racing has gotten worse there. And you, you've seen, like, there are some epic moments from monaco but they haven't been in the last 10 years at least maybe 15 years i don't know <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah i'd say that one all right we're gonna move on from monaco because i have no interest in talking anything else about that happened verstappen leads the championship red bull looks really good right now I, and i just feel like ferrari is is really going to they, they've already shot themselves in the foot in a, in a significant way uh, in the interest of time, we are going to keep this super short. We're going to each name two drivers, one driver who has exceeded expectation. I'm going to change this up on you last minute here. Okay. Who, who has exceeded your expectations so far this year in Formula One? Um, can I just say one thing actually about Monaco before we close that I just can't not mention no, it? we can't. Oh, yeah, okay. go ahead. Um, Lance Stroll's tantrum on the radio was one of the funniest things that I've Epic. ever heard. Epic in a horrible way because he's a little <laughs> baby. <laughs> it was amazing. 
Atlanta. We'll save that for an episode when we have more time. Again, this one's keeping really short because we're we're way behind on on life this week. Next week we'll have a normal length episode. Okay, so who has? <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Indy Five Hundred. You were so much fun that yeah. we don't have time. You don't have time. For, we don't have time to talk about Monaco. Who's exceeded my expectations? Um, I think that Botas has really exceeded my expectations. Still mine. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because usually right. we were pretty down on him for a, a while, just because he just seemed mentally checked out at Mercedes, and now he seems to have that actual drive again. No pun intended, but he he just really seems to be actually racy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you still mind. So I'll go with George Russell. I think you know, we saw in the preseason that Mercedes was not so good. And Russell has held his own with top fives in every race, almost every race this season. All but Monaco, maybe. I think it's where did he? I think he finished well in Monaco. He finished yeah. fifth, fifth in Monaco. So it's literally yeah. every race this season. He's been in the top five. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll take Russell. All right, who's been a disappointment? Um, I think, unfortunately, and I think everybody who listens to this podcast knows that we're a little bit partial to him, that Pierre Gasly's been a bit of a disappointment this season. Yeah. All right, you stole both of mine. This is super frustrating. I'm going to take <laughs> Joe Guan Yu. Okay, I and my I don't know how much I was expecting, but after the first race, he looked just like all right. There's a lot there, but now I am just not feeling it. Thoughts? What did uh, about Zhou Guan Yu? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I really expected from him anyway, because where did he finish in F two and? He finished third in F2 uh, last year. Yeah. So I guess that's pretty good. So maybe I did expect a little bit more, but uh, given, uh, yeah, maybe given the speed that Botas has been showing in the Alfa Romeo, he should be finishing in the points more than he is. I mean, he's just 
what was it the first race of the season and that's it so far yeah i think so i think that's about it okay i mean he's still ahead of uh nicholas latifi and mick unfortunately mick is and ricardo they're both of those guys i'm concerned about them mick and ricardo definitely should have made our disappointment list i almost forgot about them which probably shows how low on the disappointment list they are because they <laughs> and pretty Latifi. much and Latifi doesn't even count Latifi's in his own category you can go eat Nutella and sit in his car wait I, care. I learned something I think I don't know if this is true but I think his mom is like on the board of the company that owns Nutella oh, it doesn't surprise me he probably has like stacks of Nutella <laughs> for free no but so that would like so even his love of Nutella is like fake like that, <laughs> it's eh, just like I wouldn't he's, say it's fake. It's sponsored. I don't, I don't think that's fair to say. I don't think you could say that one without any proof, because he might actually like Nutella. Like it's pretty. Yeah, good. but no, but I I'm mean, not, I'm not giving you this one. I, no way, not okay. fair. It's that's not fair to say. All right, I have one or two news items to get to really quickly, and we don't have time for them this week. We're gonna have to get to them next. Not week. at all. Not at all. Not even Perez signing a new two-year contract. Yeah, yay for Perez. We'll talk about it more next week. All right. All right. Your the other your other homework assignment for today, two fantasy picks that people should make on their grid rival lineup. For Baku? For for Baku, yeah. Um I think we're gonna wanna see Lando. That's who I would I would pick him. Okay. Because one. I think yeah, I think he's been doing pretty well this season so far in terms of a car that I don't think is very good. And then I'd also say that eh, I'm going to pick Magnuson. I think his okay. luck's going to turn. He was doing pretty well for a while there, and then he's had three really crappy races. So he, he's going to come back at Baku. I'm taking Fred for one. I think he is you know able to play good enough defense at some of these tracks that he'll hold on to some decent points and he's one of those guys that you can get the little star next to him so you get extra extra points on grid rival also i'm taking albon i know he had his blue flag issues but his value is super low right now he's pretty much only above the haas in terms of value so he might be a guy that you can add in there if you're kind of running out of money. He's also eligible for the bonus points with a little star in Grid Rival. So, yeah. Anyway, if you're if you're not on Grid Rival, still check it out. Who knows? Maybe you can storm <laughs> the last 16 races of the year and and come away with a, a good finish as people that stop would be checking insane. their lineups. That would be impressive. Anyway, that's all you get from us this week. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. I hope you deal with it. If you don't, well, we'll be back next week. Anyway, everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.